Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. I'm Brandon Kylie. Very happy to go out to the Brown and Crippen Celebrity Line to be joined by the former NHL assistant GM, now analyst for the Daily Face Off. He's Chris Gear joining us via the Brown and Crippen Celebrity Line. Chris, we appreciate the time as always, man. Thanks so much for joining us today. Wanted to get your insight into what this time of year is like in a front office. So let's start there. What are front offices doing? Like, for example, Doug Armstrong and his his group of advisors, what are they doing this time of the the year as they prepare for the offseason? Yeah, well, first of all, uh, thanks for having me on the show, guys. And I understand that you're having a, quite a heat wave in Missouri. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> we haven't seen the sun since last August, so if you can send a little bit our way, I think uh, I think we'd be okay. Hey, we'd be fine with yeah, sending you plenty of the sun, <laughs> <Deal>. Chris. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a trade. We'll do a trade. Um, you know what? This, this can be a really busy time of the year. You know, the Blues are in an interesting situation in that they have most of their roster signed for next year. So, you know, apart from David Perron and Nick Letty and then finding a backup goalie if, if indeed Huso moves on, you know, the rest of the team is set if they want to keep it that way. So, you know, in, in the Blues case, they're, Doug Armstrong is just going to be all ears. He's going, to be, he's going to be listening to what other GMs are wanting to do. We know that a lot of teams are going to be in cap trouble, uh, may have to move significant pieces from their roster to make things work. Uh, you know the, the the Blues have about nine million. Uh, there's speculation that possibly they could buy out Marco Scandella, which would free up another two million. You know that that eleven million or so, if they just wanted to spend it on on Perron, Letty, and a goaltender, that that chews that up, and then and then they're there. But you know they they might want to do something a little different. They may want to move some pieces around, try to try to get themselves in a little better position to compete with the Colorados and Tampas of the world. So it's all about just evaluating and reevaluating your roster and seeing how you can make those tiny tweaks uh, to improve and be that much better next year. Well, Chris, I love the way that you said that there, if he decides that's what he wants to do is run it back. And when you as a former assistant general manager, and now as an analyst, when you look at the central division in the Western conference, of course, Colorado was there and Minnesota made strides this season. And then you look at the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary flames. Do you feel like running it back for St. Louis from a front office perspective is a good idea if you're chasing a Stanley Cup? Well, I think I think you always want to get incrementally better. And, you know, some of the teams that you mentioned, I think Minnesota's going to take a step back. They've got those two 
buyouts uh, that that come on board with um, from when they bought out Parise and Suter, and that's going to take a, a huge chunk of their cap space. They may have to give up somebody like Kevin Fiala, which will will hurt them significantly. Uh, same with Calgary; they've, they've got to try and re-sign Johnny Gaudreau, Andrew Mangiapane, and uh, and one other, uh, Kachuk. So. You know, they, if they can't get all those guys re-signed, they may have to take a step back. Uh, Edmonton maybe can't bring back Evander Kane, and, and their goaltending situation is is uh, very up, up in arms right now. So, you know, and Colorado, the same thing with Nazem Kadri. Can they afford to bring him back? And then they've got uh, Nathan McKinnon up the next year, which they have to guard against. So, you know, I think all of the teams are, are in a position where they might not be as good next year. And, and so running it back, you know, isn't necessarily the worst thing in the world. I mean, the the Blues had a, a great year. They they're the only team that that has beat Colorado in the playoffs so far, and they they gave them a good run. Um, but I think you do want to get incrementally better, and you have to just keep looking at at ways to do that. If they were going to make any sort of significant move, the thing that we've been looking at, Chris, is their left-handed defenseman and the possibility of going to the trade market to find one. Because we've looked at the free agent market, and I don't know if you agree with this, Chris. It doesn't seem like there are a ton of great options available there. Like Nick Letty is right up towards the top of that market. If they were to look for trades to have a top pairing left-handed defenseman with Colton Pareko, are there any names that make sense in your mind that could become available this offseason? Well, it's interesting. I mean, I I agree with you on the first point. The the guys that are available on the left side are really the same names that were available at the deadline. So it's, it's Letty, it's uh, ben Sherratt, it's Brett Kulak, Zadorov. And so you're right. Um, you know, Letty, Letty might be the best of that bunch. He actually was a pretty decent fit in St. Louis. You know, in terms of in terms of other left-handed D that might be on the market, I mean, you know, there's there are going to be guys, there's teams looking to move left-handed D. I think right here in Vancouver, there's been speculation that, that maybe they want to move on from Oliver ekman Larson, just given the cap hit. I mean, he's a, he, he would be an incredible second pairing defenseman it's just whether the blues want to take that on i mean looking ahead you've got kairu and thomas who next year will be rfas uh tarasenko and o'reilly are ufas next year so, you know this is the year to to go for it because next year there's a lot of guys that that are on expiring contracts that you're gonna have to deal with so you know i, I think taking on another significant contract might not be the way to go so if you can trade for a guy that's that's maybe got just one year left on his deal and, and give up some assets to do that, then I think you do that. I haven't, I haven't explored that trade market, uh, you know, precisely enough to, to give you a couple other names, but, but that is definitely uh, something they should be exploring. Chris, the one thing in St. Louis that Doug Armstrong spoke about at the end of the season with his media exit interviews was talking about trying to find an identity for the fourth line. And, you know, we've speculated of names and things like that of internally or going to the free agent market, but big picture from a front office mindset, what's the approach in trying to reshape a fourth line in an off season? Well, you definitely want a fourth line with an identity and, you know, there are a lot of guys out there. If you look at um, the UFA market, you know, guys like Tyler Mott or, um, you know, I'm trying to think of Colin Blackwell, maybe the guys that guys that won't break the bank that will, you know, give you that, that aggressive forecheck. They'll give you some hitting. They'll give you some, some pesky play. They'll, 
you know, they're, they're difficult to play against. And I think that's what you want in a fourth line. You want, you want your, your first three lines to have a little bit more freedom to be creative and to try to, you know, try to score the goals. And you want a fourth line that's just going to make life miserable for the opposition. And so, you know, trying to find those guys, whether it's on the UFA market or whether it's uh, through trade. Um, but, but for me, the key thing with a fourth line is to keep the cost down because that allows you to spend more on, on the stars and maybe on that, that left D spot. Right. So if you, you know, I, I wouldn't want to spend any more than about a million five on anybody on the fourth line. And um, I, I think if you follow that strategy of, of sort of that salary range and, and those um, characteristics of a player, then, and that's how you can uh, you can get a fourth line that really works well for you. Chris Gear, former NHL assistant general manager, joining us here on BK and Ferrario. You can now find his work over at the Daily Faceoff, where he breaks down the league's offseason in particular. Uh, Chris, I did want to ask you, you mentioned David Perron is one of the free agents that they have to deal with this offseason. And he's coming off of a deal that was, I mean, a bargain, honestly, for the Blues. Four years, and over those four years, he played in 251 games and had 221 points, and he was tremendous in the playoffs as well. When you're dealing with a contract negotiation like this, with a player who has never signed a contract anywhere but in St. Louis under his own volition, what is this like? Like, How do these negotiations tend to go, and what do you think that he's probably going to be expecting this offseason? That's a really interesting one because, you know, you're right. He's got some loyalty to St. Louis. He's only ever signed there. Uh, and so there's got to be an assumption on the Blues' part that, that he wants to be there, and that's that's some leverage on their part. Uh, you know, his, his agent, Alan Wallace, isn't going to give anybody any, any deals. Um, you know, it's, it, he's 34 years old. It's if, if it was a one-year deal, it's a no-brainer. You just, you've got the cap space. You give him the one-year deal, he figured out. It, if he wants to go two or three or four years, that's when it becomes difficult because at some point there's going to be a drop-off in Perron's game. We haven't seen it yet. He's actually surprised people with, with how consistent he's able uh, he, he's been over the last several years. Um, but at some point you have to figure it in a regression to his game. And so you can't, you can't extend term with, with the kind of money that he'd be due for say a one or a two year deal. Um, you know, if, if they extend some term to him, I don't, I don't see why the, the number would be, you know, too far above where he is now, frankly. But, um, but if he's on a one or two year deal, sure. He, I could see someone giving him, you know, 7 million bucks or something just because of his production and, and his playoff utility. I mean, he's obviously a beast in the playoffs. So, uh, so it's going to be a challenging one depending on the term. Chris, final one for me, and this is just more because St. Louis is going to be talking about this until it actually happens. The Matthew Kachuk <laughs> saga, you mentioned Johnny Goudreau and the interesting offseason for Calgary. How realistic do you think it is that Matthew Kachuk could be traded this offseason? I think it all depends on, on Johnny Goudreau. Um, you know, Kachuk is an RFA, so Calgary controls his rights. So if they if they can't get anywhere with Goudreau and he's leaving, then, they, then they're going to keep Matthew Kachuk. If, uh, if they get something done with, with Johnny that they're happy with and, and also with Mangiapane, you know, it's possible that they decide to move on from Kachuk and, and get some good pieces back for him. So I think, um, I think we'll know that, you know, before, <laughs> before the 13th, uh, how that's gone with Goudreau. Apparently they've had lots of discussion with Goudreau. So, uh, 
you know, I, I just think it depends on, on that situation. Yeah. He's Chris Gear, former NHL assistant GM. We always appreciate him joining us here on the show. You should follow him on Twitter as well, at Van Gear Man, Van, V-A-N-G-E-A-R-M-A-N on Twitter. Chris, thanks so much for the time, man. We appreciate it as always. Enjoy yourself up there, and hopefully we can send some of this sunshine your way. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks so much, guys. Take care.